재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. Welcome back. It's time now for Planet Korea, our weekly blank slate on Korean culture. If it's your first time tuning into this segment, we are at the grand finale of our four-part January theme, New Year, New You. We kicked it off on January 2nd with an edition dedicated to weight management. Then we took the New You aspect into a literal direction by getting a plastic surgery consultation. Last week, we attempted to quit smoking. And now, we're focusing on one of the most common and meaningful New Year's resolutions, communicating with our families more often and hopefully in a more meaningful way. In an effort to find some explanations, solutions, and paint a broader picture, we sent out our team member GP1. And this is what he came back with. Every passing year, it becomes harder to ignore the wrinkles in my mother's smile. That is, when I actually make the time to video chat with her. One of my personal New Year's resolutions that I'm determined to stick to this time around is to communicate with my mother more often, even though I never really have that much to say. Perhaps it's not about what there is to say, but more about presenting the opportunity to say it. So let me ask you, how often do you give your family the chance to say it, whatever it happens to be? Actually, it's not that much because I live with my mom and my father's working place is very close with my company. So once a week with my father, maybe twice a month, something. Uh, because I think when I talk with my parents with the phone, it feels like unfamiliar, like a little awkward. Well, I talk with my mom at least once a day, but my dad, I only talk with him very occasionally. Usually the things that I talk about is like if I have a question or if I have to ask him something, that's pretty much it. Um, Almost like on a daily basis, like whenever I have something interesting to tell them or to update them on my looking for a job situation. I feel really comfortable and, you know, since that now that I'm abroad, it feels really nice to talk to your parents and it's like I cannot see them that frequently now. Um, maybe twice a week when I have a very hard time. For the lucky ones, communicating with your family is fulfilling in a way few other things could ever be. And for others, they feel like talking to their parents is transactionary at best. The man you're about to hear from is from Germany. When I first heard how long it's been since he talked to his parents, my mind raced with judgments. And then I remembered how gradually my weekly calls home became monthly calls. Um, I haven't talked to my parents for eight years. You know, at the time when I left Germany, I had a bit of a disagreement with my parents. And... Um, I thought it would be best for me to be um, independent and make my own decisions. To kind of uh, be firm in this uh, stance, I uh, went abroad and, and then, uh, you know, that means uh, full independence of your own actions. I have three sisters and I occasionally um, email with my sisters and I do Skype with my sisters. Uh, but I don't really miss talking to my parents. I mean, I sometimes imagine talking to them and also imagine meeting them, but uh, it, it's not necessary for me. 
Well, I like to think that they were uh, quite successful. They raised uh, four kids and uh, they are also now retired and um, now they have two grandchildren. So this, I, I assume, gives them uh, great uh, joy. And, uh, Eight years of silence compounded by an entire continent of distance. Most families don't suffer from that kind of fragmentation, but even so, it's become all too common to be oceans apart in terms of communication, despite being just an arm's length away. We're about to hear from another individual who, despite having an almost ideal relationship with her mother, has still had trouble finding the words and the courage to convey her gratitude. In addition to sharing her story with us, she even agreed to try to resolve the torrent of emotion by surprising her mom with a phone call. Hi, my name is Janice. My Korean name is Janice Chia Lee. And I was born in New Jersey, in the States, but I was raised mostly in Korea. I studied at NYU and came back to Korea after graduating. And currently I'm working at a startup, IT startup called Kalabi. Okay, so you spent a lot of time in the States. Um, mm -hmm. Are your parents over there or are they here with you now? They're both here in Korea. With um, I'm only living with my mom, though. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, why, why might that be? Uh, my parents got divorced when I was in 10th grade, but I'm in good terms with both of them. Okay. Uh, so how much time on average do you think you spend with your, uh, with your mother on a weekly basis? Um, I go back home, usually have dinner with her, and we spend a lot of time with our puppy, too. <laughs> we spend a lot of time talking, some deep talks, and sometimes we go out shopping, get our nails done, and um, we take walks, and sometimes we go to the movies, too. She's basically my boyfriend. <laughs> Janice's description of her interactions with her mother are delivered using uncomplicated terms, free from conditions and without hesitancy as if she was describing something as tangible as a flower. To get a fuller understanding of her family life, I asked her about the emotions she associated with both of her parents. I think all mothers are just their daughter or son's heroines, but um, for me, she's very special. She's like um, looking at her mirror. She is much bigger than just a mom for me. She's my role model, and I, I honestly don't think anyone would have done any better than she did for me while I was growing up. We're not very used to showing our emotions. Like, I, I can't, like, warm up to her after we have a big discussion or an argument about something. But uh, sometimes she just leaves a little sticky note on my mirror saying that she's sorry for what she's done. And um, that gives me a chance to rethink about what I've done. And it really helps our relationship get stronger. So we, we talked about your mom and what emotions you feel. Uh, let's go to the flip side of that. What kind of emotions do you feel when I uh, when I mention your father? Well, I uh, I don't know. It's a little too strong to say unfortunate, but I feel like it could have been better if I could spend more time with him while I was growing up in my early 20s. If I could say my mom is my best friend, I could say he is a very good supporter. And I think he actually motivated me to study further on and think about my future and career. It feels like um, like there there's something that you, you feel is missing from that relationship, mm -hmm. though, with your father. As same with uh, with me and my father. I know my mother mm -hmm. gave everything, and my father um, he did the best that he knew how to do. Yeah. But if there's anything that you could have changed during growing up and the time that you spent with him, or even now, is there any particular thing that you would want to have? 
Well, I wish I could have talked to him a little more because I don't remember a lot of deep conversations with him. Um, I think I was kind of scared of him while I was growing up and I was, I feared talking to him. Um, I don't think I'm ready yet, but maybe in the future if I get a chance to, I would love to have a sincere talk with him and maybe just get over some hard feelings if we did have some. The chance to have a sincere talk presents itself every time we see our parents, every time we pick up our phones or boot up the computer. Yet here we are, most of us still waiting for the topic to become easier to bring up, for the words to become easier to say. When and why did this become the norm? In hopes of finding an explanation that would lead to a solution, we pose that question to psychiatrist Kiri Park. I think that in some ways, Korean culture, once the kids... Um, hit school age, I think that often parents really feel like they're taking time away from their children when they spend time talking to their children. And so the pathway to communication is cut off in some ways because parents feel guilty about taking time from their children's studies. And so I think that around middle school, and that unfortunately coincides with adolescence and sort of the teenage years, but that's when Korean parents really feel like they need to not talk to their kids and quote unquote waste their kids' time. So then by the time the kids are in college, you've already had about six years of not really talking very much to the parents and then so in some ways when you don't talk to each other about things that are on your mind or your feelings then the gap needs to be made up but then if you just assume that things are going to be fine without that gap being made up I think that that leads to kind of a deeper isolation or sense of distance but on the surface level things being quite fine. I hope she knows that I really care about her because sometimes she might think that I'm very careless or I care more about my work than I care about her but she's always my priority and um, she doesn't come after anything else um, and I wish I would have a lot of time that I spent with her um, left and I hope she stays healthy and um, that I really love her a lot you think you could say those words to your mom? Uh, I, I'll try. The silences, pauses between her words, contrast between how she described her mother to us and her communication with her mother. Janice's phone conversation with her mother shared the same sincerity with which she described their relationship. The sharp contrast lay in the sudden lack of articulation. Every momentary pause, as important as the words that were to follow. She expressed her heartache over not showing gratitude or saying she loved her mother often enough over her absence while studying abroad. She commits herself to being a better daughter, sentiments that were mirrored by her mother as well. The two take turns relieving one another's emotional burdens while acknowledging their own shortcomings and the frictions that resulted from them. 
앞으로 오는 엄마랑 좀더 I listened in from outside the studio, curious if I myself would be able to simply pick up the phone and put words to my emotions. And if I did, whether or not they'd fall on deaf ears. My parents is health this year is and many luck. That's I think it at all. You know that's just in Korean culture is very difficult, but I will say the yes. In 2016, I would like to spend more time with my parents, and I want to say more loving and um, warm-hearted words to them. Now. Mm. Well, <laughs> I haven't thought about this, but I will tell them how they are doing, especially like other members of my family, like grandparents, since I cannot communicate with them. So I will just like ask them, like, how is everything going down there? And I will let them know how cold is Seoul now. <laughs> um, I always love you guys and see you in Lunar New Year's Day. I guess um, I would like to let them know that you know everything is all right uh, and that I'm uh, healthy and so forth and uh, not suffering. Uh, and uh, I would uh, also, of course, uh, would like to know that uh, uh, you know that they are enjoying their uh, their uh, life. <laughs> one there with a very nice reminder that 2016 is a good year to talk more to your parents. It's one of the nicer resolutions that I've heard this year. And that'll do it for this special Saturday edition of Koreascape. Our show is produced by Christina Saw, GP1, who you just heard from, and Jamie Lee are our writers. I'm Kurt Asian. If you enjoyed today's show, 
do follow us on Facebook or Twitter. The handle is Koreascape, one word. And join us again on Monday. We'll be back with Culture Pulse and Theory of Korea. We'll see you then. Thank you.